Welcome in to Defeating the Curse. My name is Joe. LP will be joining me in just a second here. He's getting his camera set up. He's getting his phone set up for Facebook Live. If you are listening on iTunes or Podbean right now, thank you so much. Check us out on Facebook. Like our Facebook page, Defeating the Curse. We are going to be doing more and more of these live shows that will be recorded and posted as podcasts after the fact. But if you want it in real time, if you want to interact with us in real time, get questions in and participate in the show as we're actually recording it, check us out on Facebook. It's awesome. But for right now, for tonight, two-man show, all wizards. LP, let me just get right into it with you here, my man. What are the wizards going to do with all the injuries facing them? Mainly, I mean, let's, let's just talk about it. The elephant in the room, John Wall. John Wall being out for at least two weeks with his uh, knee drained or PRP treatment that he's getting in his knee, it's a little concerning. Tim Frazier can't run the offense like John Wall. I mean, for anyone to expect that Tim Frazier is going to be able to come into the game and with zero um, negative side of production than, than John Wall, you're completely mistaken there. So one, to replace John Wall is, is impossible. To replace the production that John Wall creates on a day-to-day basis is going to take a team of five to six people. So that's a team of Otto Porter scoring more, Bradley Beal scoring more, Marquise, and then Tim Frazier with the assist. Tim's doing a, he's doing a fine job, but he's not John Wall. And we've seen that over the past few games. I mean, it's been, what, three games since John Wall has been out. This team is not that good without John Wall. Bradley Beal's a star. Otto, Par- Otto, Otto Porter is a star, but they're not replacing Bradley Beal. Or they're not replacing John Wall. Well, and now they have to deal with replacing Bradley Beal, too. I mean, to, to just jump ahead here, he leaves today's game with a very serious injury. Who knows what his timetable for return is. So this team is now looking at a extended West Coast road trip without Beal and Wall. Now, Wall, Wall, Wall will eventually come back. You're, you're not going to replace either of these guys. But I just want to talk about Oubre. I want to spotlight Kelly Oubre for just a second. He looked phenomenal yesterday against Minnesota. He looked incredible against them. The Wizards came out flat. He came in off the bench. He lit the, he I mean with a fire under his uh, he just he played so well yesterday. If that's if that's his ceiling or or that's you know maybe maybe that's not his ceiling. Maybe that's his future floor. I have no idea. But man, he can play legitimately three different positions on the field. He can he, defensively he's solid and he brings field the which three are we talking about? What field? You said he can play three different positions on the field. It's a court. Oh, it's God. a court, Rick. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. But yes, I agree. Yeah, of course you agree because I'm right. Of course you. Agree. I apologize for for cutting you off. Go ahead. It's, it's okay. So he looked phenomenal. Okay, that the bottom line is he looked he looked solid to me. He, he just he continues to improve. The Wizards are going to have a very tough decision to make. Uh, not this offseason, the next offseason, as far as what to do. They've already got Porter maxed out. He's not necessarily tradable. I, I don't want them to move Beal. I don't want them to move Wall. But we're sitting here in early, almost or late November, almost early December, and we're still talking about this team as if the season hasn't started. This team is 11-9, and nine, I believe, after after losing to the Sixers. The Sixers are 12-9 and nine now. This is a team that we saw on the first night of the season, and we all were so impressed with them. And we all said the Sixers are a team they could challenge for a playoff sp- a playoff spot this season, um, and it'll be interesting to see how they how they round out their roster if they make any other moves. The Sixers are a right now 
a playoff team. The Wizards are a playoff team. You look at the rest of the East, and you zoom out here for just a second. Cleveland, last time we talked about the NBA, couldn't get a win, and now they've reeled off what? I think uh, they've – I know they've won, they've won nine straight, I believe. Um, you know, it, it's like LeBron is taking a, a, like a personal interest now in trying to make sure that people understand he's still capable of playing, even though he got that, that nonsense uh, ejection a couple of nights ago, or was it last night? I'm not sure. So the, the East is already looking really weird. The, the Wiz, last time we talked about them, were sitting at third. Now they're sitting at seventh. The uh, the Magic were sitting at two. They're now 12, right? Like the whole thing is upside down. And, uh, it, you know, it's it just the league is crazy. Oh, really? The league yeah. is crazy. But the Wizards, man, the Wizards are bi- they're a bipolar basketball team. And it's so frustrating. It really so when they're all healthy, it's all it all starts at defense. And when they're not playing defense, they're just not going to win very much games. And we've seen that over the past few weeks before John Wall got injured. But. One thing I think we've taken for granted is, is last year, we really had no injuries last year. I mean, you had a, a couple of Nixon bruises here and there, but for the most part, the team was, was solid last year. I mean, this year, we're hit with the John Wall injury. We're hit with the Bradley Beal injury. We all know that, you know, out of all the players on the team, Otto Porter is kind of injury prone. Um, so this is not good. But the, the silver lining that I'll say here is, our bench is significantly better, significantly yeah, better I agree. than they were last. Yeah, I mean, what, what we we have like forty points uh, yesterday um, from the bench. Yeah, the whole fourth quarter. I mean, up until like you know three four minutes left in the in the game, it was the bench. That right? felt yesterday Jody felt Feeks, like the Mike game. Scott. Absolutely, the, the the game yesterday felt like coach. Not that he give had given up, but that he wasn't going to be relying on his studs. Like if there was going to be a run to be made, if there, if something was going to happen. It wasn't going to be his starting five that we're going to come up with, and sure enough, it wasn't. It was Meeks. It was it was Ubre. Porter got involved late, you know. But this team just I, I mean, I, yes, they're missing. Yes, I understand they're missing John Wall. They're missing their leader. But you look at them over the last. Just go back two weeks, you know. The last time we we had a real in depth conversation, they had the Lakers come into town. We expected them to win. They had the Hawks coming to town. We expected them to to win, and they had the Kings coming to town, and we expected them to win. And sure enough, they went. They, they After that loss to the Mavericks, they went win, win, win. Then they go on the road to the Heat, yeah. and, and that, that home-at-home series, and they split. And then they come out flat against the Raptors, lose. They come out flat against the Bucks, but turn it around and win. Against the, against the Raptors, uh, there was no John Wall. so okay. Right. You're, you're right. You're right. But then they lose to the Hornets, which is completely inexcusable. And they allowed 129 points in that game on top of it. Then they get the Trailblazers at home. They lose a close one, 108-105. Then that they get. Then, I understand. And then they get they get uh, they go on the road to the Timberwolves and have to claw their way back into that game. Obviously, they they pulled out that win. And then tonight they get they get the Sixers, a team that they should beat even without John Wall. They were down at one point twenty six points. You know, so the, the the final score isn't indicative of just how poorly they played. But this is now going to – I fear for them now as they get the Pistons at home and then they have a very tough stretch on the road at Jazz, at Portland, at Phoenix, who has their number, at Clippers, who, yeah, they stink, but they can still beat us, um, and then at, at Nets before coming home to the Grizzlies in, in a couple of weeks. So they could – I could see them losing, you know, one, two, three – I could see them losing all five of these games, to be honest, or four out of five. And at that, if that happens, it's it's going to be yeah. a disaster here in DC. Uh, unfortunately, that's that's absolutely true. And 
what you got to hope for as a Wizards fan is that the John Wall injury is just two weeks. So they said two weeks, and then they're going to have the doctors reevaluate. You got to just hope that it that it's just two weeks, and you got to hope that the Bradley Beal thing he can wear just wear one of those plastic masks and be back in a game or two. Um, but beyond the two weeks, I, I think there's serious cause for concern here. I mean, it's really early in the season. It's November. Uh, you know, it doesn't really matter right now, but you, you want to start to gel soon, right? In December, you want to get a good stretch going. You want to win, you know, maybe 8 of 10 or something like that. Go get some couple streaks going on. Um, but you start losing games in December, and then that kind of rolls into January. And then you're looking at, are we even going to be able to make the playoffs? So, well, well, let's hold on, hold on. Pump, pump the brakes here. The Wizards are still, even without John Wall, they're a playoff team. They, they should win. Let me say, they should without be John Wall and without Bradley Beal, are they a playoff team? No, they're not. No, no, Donkey. They're that's absolutely. not what I said. I, that's not what I said. I, I said without John Wall, they could still be a playoff team. That's what I said. And frankly, but, even without Bradley Beal, not without both, but if they lose one. Without one or the other. Some, yeah, they, they can – they're still – they still have enough talent to finish in the top eight. It's not ideal, but they can do it. But I, I they, agree with you. The Celtics are – I mean, they're, they're essentially the best team in the league. I mean, they're, they're good. Four. They, they're really they good. look great even without Hayward. They look great. Kyrie is proven that – the proving, reproving that the, the stint he had pre-LeBron in, 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 in Cleveland was not a fluke. This kid can play. And you know, and I hate to say it because Steve is going to do the whole like I want Kyrie over John. I get it now. Like Kyrie is, he's not better than John. Uh, fine, he may not be, but right now he's playing. But he's he's, playing he's a good way scorer. better. He's than a good John. one. Yeah, he's a good number one. There's no yeah. doubt about that. The Pistons. Look, we get the Pistons in a, in a couple days here. Um, they're currently sitting in second. Last time we checked <laughs> in on them, they were not in the top eight. So they this there's a lot of fluctuation in, in the Eastern Conference in particular. Our boy Canada wanted to come on and talk about the Raptors. And I think we still got to do that. But if you look at look at the Cavs, fourteen and seven, Raptors are twelve and seven, Sixers are twelve and twelve and eight after today. Everyone's kind of still clustered in the same, just over five hundred position, which is nuts. So the Celtics may, I mean, right now they're they're clearly running away here with uh, with the the Eastern Conference. I don't know if that's sustainable or not, but I agree with you. If they drop five of the next six or four of the next six or whatever it is. There, there is real cause for concern here, and and Coach Brooks is going to have to figure out some way to get consi- – the defense is, to me, the, the issue. They're just giving up way too many points. They got – Gortat, listen, I, I love that the, the Polish hammer follows us on Instagram and he tweets us. I love it. I do. I really do. But he's got to play more defense. He's got to you, – you, you say that. You can say that, but – Look who's spelling him. It's Jan Mihimi. Jan Mihimi. That's I your boy. Really That's your boy, Ian. Last. That's your boy. Wow, has that guy dropped off? I mean, he lo- like he lost weight and lost game too. I mean, the guy, the guy is just not pulling it together. Um, yeah, but Michael, I, well, Michael I, I Scott's get it playing that well. Gortat right? needs to play better defense. But Michael Scott, you're getting a consistent double double from Gortat. I mean, you can't yeah. ask for a whole lot more than 14 boards and 14 points. I mean, that's what the guy's almost consistently getting. So, yes, you can, we can complain about him all day and night, but you're not going to really get anyone better from him. Which brings up the, the kind of a good point here. What do you think the Redskins – or, sorry, what do you think the Wizards do at the trade deadline? We know Ernie is, is you know, um, 
does his usual thing, waits last minute, and then pulls a, pulls the trigger on some guy, gives up, you know, two first round picks for the next two years. We have zero picks. Yeah, I think. What do you, how do you see that working out? I, I think you. I think you. You had something. I think you were onto something earlier in the in the off, in the off season or early in the season when you said that uh, that the big boy out in, in in La La Land is really he should be a target for the team, and it, it makes sense now. I mean, he if you could, I don't know what you would trade to the Clippers. I, I I'm not sure how you make that that deal work for DeAndre. I'm really not sure, uh, but I, I could see them going after a guy like him. He, you know, he's a big. He doesn't have an injury history. He's always going to show up. He can't shoot. But he's not yeah, going to miss time. Uh, Boogie's actually the same way. I think. I think that that experiment in New Orleans is is a failed experiment. Um, you know, you look at the standings. Let me let me see where they're sitting right now. The Pelicans are sitting in seventh at eleven and nine. That double big <laughs> that that twin tower situation in New Orleans is not a um, that it's not working. Not a two thousand seventeen. Yeah, uh, it doesn't team. work. Right, it it doesn't work right now. So I think Boogie's going to potentially be a target. Uh, but I don't know what I'm not willing to give up anything. And that's the problem. It, it feels like fantasy sports here. Like I don't want to give up Beal or, or wall. I'm not ready to give up on Porter. I'm not going to give up Ubre. So I, I don't know what they have to offer except picks picks. That, that's really about it. And in the NBA, you can get away from, like the Celtics have, I mean, the Celtics this year had a plethora of picks uh, and they have, they, they drafted the rookie of the year, in my opinion, in Tatum, but Cleveland hasn't had an actual draft pick in a decade. And but they have. When was the last time? Well, who was our last pick? It was Kelly Oubre. Oh, we had Oubre. I mean, Oubre and Porter. I think in back-to-back seasons, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe they were I one. Think, uh, maybe one season apart. Maybe. When, when was Jan Vesely drafted? Uh, <laughs> was it in between? Oh, dude, I, <laughs> I think Vesely was after maybe after Beal. Uh, I'm not. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the point. Uh, we even when we do have picks, we can't hit on them. I mean, we we hit on. I guess we hit on some, but. Um, uh, side topic: Did you watch the Ernie Grunfeld special on CSN? Uh, was it about a week ago? No, of course not. What, what are you talking about? You actually, you know what? That actually changed my opinion on Ernie. I, I he probably I made paid it very for it. on no. this podcast. I am not an Ernie fan, but that special on Ernie was actually a little bit touching. There. What did you learn? Give, give me, give, give me one nugget that you learned. He's not as stupid as I thought he was. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> should we go through the draft picks? I don't we want can. to do it, but we can, can if you want. But can, should we go through the failed trades? We can, we can do it. Look, the you're, proving my point. you're proving my point. Bo Buckets, Miller, well, hold on a second. Sessions. Because Bo, Bo, Bo Buckets is tearing it up in Detroit right now. Yeah. Hey, at least at least Ernie's not going to trade for a backup point guard this year. I think Tim, <laughs> Tim's our backup point guard. Donoransky's actually been playing pretty well himself, too, so. Not bad for two backup point guards, but I don't know. I don't know if you make a deal this this offseason. If you do, I would say you got to make a deal for someone who can play defense. I think it depends on what That's the goal the- is, to be honest. I think if you if if you get to the All Star game and you're sitting in position one, two, or three, uh, maybe the Celtics slow down. Maybe the Cavaliers are dealing with injuries, and you have you legitimately think you have a shot to go for it to get out of the first round, to get out of the second round, to get the Eastern Conference Finals, then I would say you probably pull the trigger on the trade. If everything stays kind of on par where, you know, seeds four, five, six, seven, four through ten basically in the East are all kind of clustered together or separated by a game or two, then I don't make a move. And the reason I I wouldn't – it's not worth it at that point because you're in the playoff hunt anyway, so you're going to make it. You're basically counting on injuries happening to other teams – 
to see maybe maybe you sneak out kind of the way we did last season. So if if something happens to the Celtics or Cavs, maybe. But frankly, I, it's tough for me to say that I would give up even Gortat at this point. I wouldn't be comfortable giving up. I would if I had to, but I'm not comfortable making a move. And then you look out west, and that's the part that really hurts, right? Because you look out west, the Rockets. I don't care who you add to the Wizards. We're not getting past the Rockets. I don't care who you add to the Wizards. You're not getting past the Warriors. And the Spurs, you know, they'll be there in the end too at 13-7 and seven right now. But they're that's a good team. And you'll even look a little bit further down that rot in the West, the Thunder are are slowly starting to climb out of that, that hole that they dug themselves into. There's just too much talent out there. So it would have to be – I mean, if, yeah. if, if you tell me there's some massive, massive injuries – around the league, then yeah, pull the trigger and take advantage of that door that opens. But right now, no, you stay put, keep everybody healthy. You were, you were essentially a 50 win team last year. You won 49 games. Um, that's where I would be focused right now is to try to get to 48, 49, 50 victories, a top three seed in the Eastern conference and, and build something sustainable and then go get somebody through the draft or do something in the off season. Uh, but to, to give up Porter, Ubre, Beal, um, no, you're, you're I, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Would you give up Markeith? No, I wouldn't. But it depends on what I'm getting in return. You know, it, realistically, if you're going to try to make a move for for someone like DeAndre Jordan, you're probably you're probably going to have to give up uh, Porter and Markeith. Like you just have to because of the way the stupid NBA trade rules are. You're going to have to give up uh, too much, and and it's yeah. it's it's tough. And and DeAndre is an interesting case himself because. He's he's a one trick pony. He's just a, I mean he's gonna he's gonna block a bunch of shots, which is awesome, but he's not gonna do much else for you, and that's that's a problem because this team needs needs. He's still a presence in the. Yeah, and, in, and instead of the layups really that you get from Gortat, you get dunks and whatever. But no, I mean it it hasn't worked for LA. So yeah, yeah. It, I mean the Clippers only only gotten so far. I mean did the the Clippers got rid of one of the best point guards in the league because they only got so far with him. So. Um, you know, you, you go back in history a little bit. Maybe maybe they let DeAndre walk to Dallas and they, they build around Blake. Maybe they do something different in hindsight. Who knows? You know, but Boogie's a little bit different because he can actually give you some offensive. Uh, yeah. He can actually help stretch a little bit. But I look at a guy like Marcus All, who's wasting away in, in Memphis. Maybe there's a way to bring him here. And he, I would take a shot on him because he can play. He can do it. What about like Greg Monroe? Let me throw out that name, Greg Monroe. Uh, Monroe's an interesting one too. He can't, you know, I he could help the team, but I think he would cost too much to get. I, I think you're is he that much better than what you currently have? I, I think the answer is no. I think he yes, he's an improvement, but he's not he's not a significant improvement. Um, yeah. But you, you know, Marcus Alt is a he would be a significant improvement over anything you have, on, uh, you know, in the front court. So yeah, I would move. He's, he's definitely a different type of player, though. So but he's the gonna play. He's gonna play the four. Chemistry. He's gonna play the five. He's gonna defend the paint. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna stretch. He can hit threes. If you have a shot to get a guy like Gasol, you do it. Yeah, and and you give up the Gortat or the Morris. It sucks, but you have to take that shot because he immediately yeah. improves the team and takes the team to another level. He adds a new dimension offensively that makes it very tough for a team like the Celtics or the Cavaliers to guard. Frankly, ultimately, I think you, if you can get healthy, which would be the number one thing, and get some minutes together with. The, the five guys and, um, you know, the full bench. Five guys. Think, you got me hungry. Because you got to think about it. Markeith just came back a couple of weeks ago. So, really, this this team hasn't been at full strength all season. 
I mean, they, they had a, what, a two-week stretch where, where Keefe was back and John was in. But even then, John was injured for, you know, a couple games before they actually put him out for two weeks. Yeah. So, I, yeah, honestly, yeah. this team, I think we see it. They can run with anybody. But we also see it that they can, at any time, drop the ball in the fourth quarter. So, Well, in the last two games, they, they've been clawing their way back. And the NBA is, is the Wild West. And that's why I don't understand. I don't understand for the life of me why Steve and, and FP and others don't get into it. It's the best it's been in, in a long time. There's You look at the Western Conference, there's for all the people that are all oh, the Warriors, we'll just see the Warriors in the end. No, the Rockets, the Rockets are shooting. The other night they shot 53 pointers. And you may hate it uh, if you're a basketball purist and whatever, and that's another conversation. Yeah. But the Rockets have lost four games in, in essentially two months or a month and a half. They, are, they can outscore every single team, and they can do it consistently. James Harden is the MVP of the league. He's the best player that no one cares about uh, in the history of the NBA, as far as I'm concerned. This guy is – it makes you really wonder what would have happened to that OKC, the OKC team if they had kept him in some capacity. And even here locally in D.C., Scotty Brooks, Coach Brooks, was on with the uh, junkies yesterday or the day before, whatever it was, and they asked him about Harden. He said, listen, he would flash – and you knew something special was there, but no one expected him to be this. I mean, he plays effortless, effort, effortlessly. He reminds me of my boy Pat, if you remember. Like, he just glides to the basket, doesn't break a sweat, <laughs> plays defense, plays offense, well, shoots threes, well, whatever. Well, the only reason Pat could do that is because that was, that was church basketball, Joe. Hey, it still counts. <laughs> and I, I'm just saying no one it's an analogy. To, it's an analogy. No one, no one wanted to cover anybody. Uh, no, I wanted to cover everybody. I, I just couldn't do anything. So this is a different, uh, different, different problem. But is this is this the same league where Stevie would shoot from half court with with his left hand and brick every time? Yes, and then turn around and say, "Who's got my guy?" As that brick is going. <laughs> yeah, you, you got it. You got it. Um, what, what do you see happening with the Wizards here over the next four or five games? As they uh, they get uh, let me let me pull that schedule back up. They get uh, Detroit at home on Friday, and then they're at Jazz, at Blazers, at Suns, at Clippers, at Nets, and they return on 12-13, which is a back-to-back, the second of a back-to-back. They get Marcus on the Grizzlies here at home. So they are on the road essentially for two and a half weeks, or almost two and a half weeks. What do you see happening over this next stretch? I mean, look, like I said, without Bradley Beal, it depends on how bad his injury is. Without him, this team is, is just not going to be winning many games. You got to try to, what you got to try to do until John Wall is back is go 50%. Go 50%, take any of the, I think the Wizards can play with any of those teams, but I also think they can lose to any of those teams. I've said this like four times already. But I think if you can get, get through 50% until John is back, they'll be in, in decent shape. Um, you, you just got to, you know, it is what it is. There's just not, they're not going to win a whole lot of games without without John. So, okay. So, what do you see happening? That's what I asked you at the beginning, and you're 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 giving me this long dissertation about strategy and uh, <laughs> bumper sticker LP. What's going to happen? They got, like I said, they got the Pistons. Uh, all right, let's, let's on the go road game by four. game. Go game by game. Come on, Pistons. Is that that's in Detroit, right? It is no home. Home. Are you listening to anything I'm saying, Rick? They're coming home. They were at the Sixers tonight. <laughs> They got Joe, look, since she got blown out, and now they come when you home. talk, you're trying to get a point across, but it takes you five minutes, so that's why I kind of zone. Oh. Okay, Pistons at home win next. Pistons at okay, I got them losing that game. The Pistons are playing fantastic basketball right now. Okay, then they got 
on the road next Monday, Monday the 4th. They go to the Jazz. What do you got? Win. Rudy <laughs> Gobert's out still. <laughs> he is out. I like them to win that one too. Then they're at Blazers the following night. Win. <laughs> you got them winning a, the second of a back-to-back. Yeah. Okay. Dude, they, they gave it to the Blazers when they were here. There's no reason okay, why they can't. Okay, okay. And that was without John. Okay. Then they get two days off. They go to Phoenix. Drop. I don't know why. We just can't play in Phoenix. All right. So, so far you got them going three and one. Then they go to – they got a Saturday afternoon game at Clippers. Loss. So, you got them – No answer for DeAndre Jordan for Marching. So, you got no, three no and – for Blake. <laughs> you got them at three and two, and then they are at Nets. Loss. So three and three coming home to the Grizzlies. Uh, uh, what did the Grizzlies at home here in DC? The Grizzlies. Uh, I could see that game going going to down to the wire. Give me a win. All right. So you essentially got them going four and three. Yeah. So like I said, five hundred. Okay. And then if you if you stretch it a little bit further, they get they get Clippers here in DC. What's the date that Cavaliers. that puts us at? The Grizzlies come in at twelve thirteen. Then two days later, you get the Clippers here in D.C. I think that's probably a win also. And then they- Well, you got to look at that's probably when, when John would be able to return around that time. Right. And, and it's already been noted that John is planning to return before the Cavs game on 12-7, which is <clears> – <throat> that's the one that's circled on everybody's calendar. Uh, that, that's the one they have to have. So it's, is that a uh, mic or an ice cream cone? Or are we getting trolled by our fans here? Uh, maybe lucky us, right? <laughs> look, I got them. Look, I got I got this going a little bit differently. I think I think they're going to lose the majority of these games, especially if Beal is going to miss any any actual time with his face exploding earlier tonight. I think they're going to miss. I think I see them going losing to the Pistons. I think they can beat the Jazz without Rudy. Um, I don't see them bleeding. I don't think they beat the Blazers, Suns, Clippers, Nets. Maybe the Nets. Um, then the Grizzlies, Clippers, and Cavs. It's going to be a tough stretch here, and and I think, I think if they go 500, they'd be in, they'd be very well served. I just don't see it happening. Uh, Ubre, what he did last night was a was an anomaly. He just, I think he can get there and be wait. Why? 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 Because he's never he hasn't done it consistently. And if you look look at his box score from tonight, or if you watch that game tonight, he I mean he looked flat. And this is just something that you know DC Sports curse alert here for a second. The wizard the Wizards play the majority or they play almost all of their back to back uh like consecutive night games before the all-star break. It's just one of those weird quirks in the schedule. They've also they've already seen the Lakers twice. They've already seen the, like there's also a handful of teams that they've already seen twice. So they've they've seen a bunch of teams that they've had they needed to get W's against that they didn't. So this is going to be an uphill battle for for coach Brooks. I still think they're a playoff team. With again, with Wall out missing some time, they'll be okay. But man, they they got to get better on defense and they got to do it quick because they're giving up way too many points. I mean, 118 tonight uh, to the 76ers is just is just too many points for a young team that you should be able to force into mistakes. I wrote about it on the blog. They they literally play up to the teams that that are that they're playing against, and they play down to the teams that are horrible. I mean, so, couldn't that describe the. That, that describes the Caps, the Nats, and the Redskins too, right? That's got to be the DC curse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what <laughs> what team here in DC is just solid, either good or bad? The DC United. DC United, yeah, and the Washington Caps, the Castles, the Castles. 
professional team. <laughs> no, it's prof- I think it's professional. I've never been to a game. I I wouldn't know, but I wouldn't even know where they played. <laughs> well, look, let's let's leave it. On, uh, let's try to leave it on a positive note here. Who's your month and a half all? Like, who's your MVP of this team so far? In injuries and everything else included. Give me give me one player that's really surprised you so far on the Wiz. That's a good one. Um, with I talked about Mike Scott earlier. Mike Scott, I actually had zero expectations for coming off the bench. He's putting in hard minutes. He's able to play the three, the four. Um, sometimes he's stretched in as the five. He's doing pretty well, but I can't help to over like to not overlook Kelly Oubre. I mean, I called it at the beginning of the season. That guy could could potentially be the sixth man of the year. Um, that guy's just playing lights out. Can play similar to Mike Scott. Can play a lot of different positions. Um, and you know, he just he's got the heart that this team really needs. Um, you know, put give me five of him, and this team will be a much better <laughs> defense. Yeah, I don't think you can afford five of them. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually go with with Otto. Otto surprised me. Uh, I was I was expecting a much sharper decline or fall off. Or something to, you know. <laughs> You're expecting the DC curse. Yeah, exactly. I was expecting something, a, a sharp decline from what I saw last year, especially towards the end of the season, now that he got paid. And I've been pleasantly surprised. Ubre, I think it was expected. This kid is on a trajectory. Only He's only going to get better. But Porter is the interesting one to me. He's at a he's at an up and out, up or out type um, place in his in his Wizards career. If he, did, I mean, if he was to stall in his in his growth or in his development, I could see the Wizards potentially saying, you know what, he's expendable, whatever, at maybe at, before the All-Star break this year or maybe next summer in some type of draft day deal or something. But right now, I believe he's earning he's earning his pay. I mean, it's it's crazy to say that because it's, an, it's a crazy amount of money for, a, a, you know, a 14-10 player or whatever, whatever he's currently averaging. But he's been he's been very surprising to me. Um, and Coach Brooks. I, I, it's hard for me to not like the guy or to give him a hard time because I think he's the the games that the Wizards have really played well. It's been scheme because nothing really changes. Uh, I mean, these guys they all get their points, but it's how they get their points. Gortat, the if, is- if you can keep Gortat happy, this team is going to go a lot further. But it drives me like he's the guy that I would look at and say he drives me crazy, crazy because Gortat, you know, the the pouting just drives me nuts. It drives me yeah. crazy. You're the center of the freaking team. You can't be pouting. You just can't do that. You can't do that. He, he pouts on Twitter to anyone who trolls him during the game, too. So we've seen that many times. But to to your point, Scotty, um, he set the bar so high last year. So I can't say he's, he's overwhelmed or uh, he's exceeded expectations for us, right? Like, but they're going to get to 50 wins, at, right? We look do, you, at do, you think the Wiz, do you think the Wiz are a 50-win team? I think they get close to 50. I think it's um, tough given how they started. I don't know, man. Uh, I think it all goes back to health again. It all goes back okay. to health. Uh, w- with a healthy team, I think this team is like a 53 to 58 win team. If the Beal wall injuries Did creep you say up 58? again. 58? Yeah. I think you're nuts. Dude, you got to think about it. We, we got 49 last year, and we started off 2-8. and eight. But yeah, but but look at what's happening right now. What's where, where are well, they sitting right now? Right. Uh, I mean, what are, was it? Uh, eleven and nine. Eleven and ten. Eleven and ten. After tonight. Eleven and ten. I mean, they've they've yeah. played they played twenty one games. Are they, you tell me they can go thirty and whatever over the next 
No, I don't. I don't see it happening. Forty and something? No way. No way. No, no, no. I, I said, I said, if healthy, okay, that would be the upper ceiling. They'll I think realistically, what we're looking at now is between forty-five and fifty. Uh, I think it's lower than that. I think if they keep, if they go, let's say they split their next depth. If they split their next five, they're fifteen, 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 and whatever it is. Yeah, we got we have a couple of folks chiming in here on on Facebook. Yeah, forty-four is a reasonable number. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit lower, just because that's of the, a failed. That's a failed season. I, if that's the case, I know, Donkey. I, I'm not disagreeing. You picked the Wizards to to win the championship this year early on the podcast, Joe. I did. And I, <laughs> so what? They can still do. It. They can beat the, the Warriors. I said at and the beginning of this podcast, there's parity in the NBA right now. It, you don't what have you to be that one before. I'm not flip flopping, but I don't think they can win 50 games when they start the season 10 and 10. I just don't think they can do it. I think there's there's more tape on these guys, and I is, think there's 10 and 10 better than a uh, two and eight. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Okay. Great. Percentages. Yes. <clears throat> yes, but I, that I mean, was 12 games, and this is 20. So for them, look, they're at 10 and 10. How can they? So who, who cares about the record? What's their place at the end of the season? No, I think they're a top three. I think they can. I think even at forty-five or forty-six wins, they'll be a top three team in the East. You think at forty-five wins, they'll be a top three team? Sure, because at forty-nine, they were they were there last year. But you look again at look at the look at the current standings. The with the exception of the Celtics, the Pistons, Cavs, Raptors, Sixers all have seven, six or seven losses. Uh, the Pacers, Wizards, Bucks, Heat all have nine or 10 losses that's and that's your essentially that's your current top eight so it's yeah the the there's more teams losing i don't know what else you want me to tell you but the, yeah. the cavaliers are on a heater right now they've won nine straight the celtics and Kyrie have proven that they are they are they are going to be a dominant team they're a potent team um you know steve he's got a leg to stand on when he takes Kyrie over over John Wall right now because Kyrie's he's essentially unguardable. He's doing everything and he's got his Superman face mask on too. So that that's a real team. And out west, you know, it'll the Rockets, the Warriors, the Spurs, these are all good teams. These are all good teams. If you love basketball, this is an exciting time for the NBA because there's yeah, the super teams and whatever and people get on the NBA and say it's not uh <clears throat> it's all we know what's gonna happen, blah blah blah. You you really don't. I mean this right now this is one of the the better starts to a season, it's not great for the Wizards, but all the teams are really clustered together in both in both conferences. Yeah. So I'll take it. But I want to get out on I want to get out on a Redskins question here. So we talked about the Wizards. You got them going five hundred over. Can we talk about Kirk Cousins' contract, please? I mean, <laughs> you know I want to talk about it, but that's not the question I had in mind. But you got the Wizards basically going between now and Christmas. You got them more or less staying right around where they are, where they're at, about five hundred, maybe a little bit better. Um, if the Redskins do the same, they miss the playoffs. What do you see happening? I mean, this is Dallas week, and I know that's only a thing here in D.C., but do you see the Redskins going into uh, Dallas tomorrow night and winning? I, I think I said this on the podcast earlier this week. I think the Redskins win out. I think the Redskins go 10-6, and six, win out, miss the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think 10-6 and six gets you into the playoffs. <laughs> There's just too many teams that have eight or seven wins. And they're two wins away from beating us, and we're, we don't have any tiebreakers. I think the right. Redskins you have a Seattle picks. tiebreaker and an L.A. tiebreaker. One of those is going to factor in. Seattle, L.A., okay. Uh, both of those teams are going to get over 10 wins. Uh, L.A. is at 8. Seattle's at 7 or 8. Both those teams get over 10 wins. I mean, 
you just just face the facts. At ten and sixteen no, in the end. Don't NFC, tell me to face the facts. Face the facts. Kirk Cousins won't be in a won't be in a Redskins jersey next season. That you want to face the facts. You want to be real about it. He'll be in Denver. You'll be in. He's gonna come out with the New Orleans. Coming, he'll be in Jacksonville. Again. He'll be anywhere but in in a Washington Redskins jersey next year. Fake no, news. Won't. It's not fake, fake news. news. It's not fake. Kirk Cousins is coming back. Well, he's I'm not. the eternal optimist. Would you, okay, I'm, okay. I'm thoroughly okay. convinced. Listen, that listen. Eternal optimist. Okay, this. okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You you are willing to pay you Washington Redskins super fan. Are you willing to pay Kirk Cousins between thirty and thirty five million dollars to stay and be the quarterback here? Absolutely. Do you? Okay, and I think a lot of fans would agree with you on that. They would be willing to do it if if it was their money to spend. Do you have any faith in Goose Allen or? Or Dan Snyder to do it. Okay, so what are, you, what are you sitting here telling me he's going to be back? He's gone. He's gone. But I, he's I don't. Gone. I don't have faith in them. But I just can't fathom. He's that auditioning. You have a top five quarterback that you let him walk. That just makes zero sense. That's almost as stupid as Ben McAdoo to benching Eli. That's stupid. <laughs> I, I, like, listen, I, I don't know what the hell's going on up in New York I, to bench Eli for Gino. I, I, I'm glad it's them and not us, but that doesn't make any sense. But but <laughs> it's it, great. You know, but it would be a very Redskins thing for us to need to win to get in against the Giants for the second year in a row and to come <laughs> and lose and to lose the Giants. Uh, I mean, we so. we had that three like three chances last year. It's the DC curse. <laughs> Ultimately, I think at some point Kirk's going to leave. At some point Bryce is going to leave. I'm I'm surprised that the Wizards got John Wall under contract this summer because I thought they would drop the ball on that just like. Every other DC team does, but I think we're doomed. I don't, I don't see the silver lining in DC sports, to be honest. I don't think there is one right now. But again, talk talk to Steve and see how he feels after uh, the Nats loss. I mean, we have we haven't even seen him in what months. It's okay. I mean, he needs to recover. The baseball season's long, and maybe at the rate he's recovering, he'll be ready for the start of next season. He'll be uh, ready for uh, so, spring training. So we, yeah, but the DC sports curse, you know, every time we interview somebody from a different city and we bring them on and they ask about the name, they love it, right? Because it's, it fits like it is so DC. Um, but, you know, you look at the current collection of teams, you, you would have to say, you know, we, we always have, we always ask this hypothetical when we have guests on who's the best suited team right now today to defeat the curse realistically i can't pick one man like i think i think it's the caps because there's low expectations and you know any team can win if you make the playoffs in hockey i think it's not the redskins i mean it's uh, not the redskins and it's not the wizards i would say the wizards man no not the nats because the nats and caps have shown that history has proven they're just not going to do it okay the wizards the wizards have too many obstacles to get over the hump it's it's just the reality right so maybe in that light, I would actually put the Redskins above the Wizards as far as defeating the curse. Because in, in in football in particular, the hot team, and we've seen this with the Giants, the 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 big mouth breather in New York, that donkey gets hot at the end of the season, and he's he's you can't stop him. Now this season is an anomaly, although his numbers aren't that different from than they've been the last couple seasons. But um, if you get hot at the right time in football, you can run the table. We saw that with Seattle when they won the Super. We've seen this before, so. It's possible. Maybe it's the Redskins, but you're right to some extent. They're going to need a lot of help to get in, even if they run the table. I don't think they're going to win out, though. That's that's. I think that's DC United wins at the new stadium before any other DC team. <laughs> well, they've already done that like five times, and we, we continue to ignore them for doing it, so it doesn't really help. They defeated the curse and then got back in the curse. 
Yeah, well, maybe maybe with the new stadium, people will care about MLS a little bit more. But um, I'm I'm done talking Wizards. I'm disappointed with the loss tonight, Bradley. You know, I, I want to see what's going on with Brad's face. Um, I'm gonna go check and see if I can find a, something on Twitter. Hopefully, good news that he's gonna be able to play through injury because without him or Wall, that's five or six doubles in a row. So, um, any closing thoughts? Um. You know, it's Wednesday. It's before our Thursday football game. Hail to the Redskins. Let's get 10. And you know what? Honestly, we get 10. I'm satisfied whether we make the playoffs or not. I think Kirk has got to get signed. Um, <laughs> it's not going to I'm holding on to hope it's not that Dan happen. is not that much of an idiot. Like, I don't see what the alternate options are. I don't see it. I don't. That the uh, the I, Rosen the Rosen dude out of UCLA or or the other come on I mean you come on there's a you you know that there's Twitter a part of Bruce Allen's the brain ba- uh, that Baker thinks, Mayfield to DC hashtag Mayfield I, to DC or whatever uh, it is. listen I'm I'm the wrong guy to talk about college college football I, I don't know up from down when it comes to college football but I I do know a thing or two about the Redskins and I know a whole lot more than I ever wanted to about about uh, Bruce Allen or Goose Allen if there's one guy in all of this, uh, the mid-Atlantic region that thinks he can strike gold and draft a guy and, and save, quote-unquote, the money, it's him. So, you know, I'm not super confident that the... the one thing about the... Let me throw in one thing about the uh, the Redskins' Kirk Cousins contract situation. You know when the last time the Redskins used all of their cap space? It hasn't happened. Bruce, Bruce no, Allen, man, actually, it, it did happen. It happened in the it happened in the uncapped year, and we ended up getting fined. That's the last time, right? And that was because of uh, stupidity and Dan Snyder really running the team. But really, since then, last year, I think Bruce Allen had fourteen million in leftover cap space. Okay, Ricky. If you think Ricky, about Ricky, that, Ricky, Ricky, hold on, stop, me, stop, stop. You're stop, telling stop, me stop. that you can't sign Kirk Cousins for thirty-four million dollars no, when you have fourteen million because in free you, cap space. Okay, what are you thinking? Listen, listen. You can't you can't have all of the following players, okay? So you can pick and choose. Zach Brown has to come back. Swearinger has to come back. Cousins has to come back. So two of them can't come back if you sign Kirk. So what are you talking about? What what's a what's a high paid inside linebacker getting paid? Five million a year. What's a high paid safety getting paid? What five million a year? What what numbers are you looking at? Let's let's yeah, pause this. That's what, that's what inside linebackers get paid. I want paid. you to go do some research before I embarrass you. But let's go do some research and on this, and then let's do it. come back and let's come back and discuss how you magically think you can get all the players under the cap because that doesn't exist. Um, well, you you lost Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garcon, ten millions a pop. It, it, it's it's certainly possible, Joe. I mean, Zach Brown is playing on a on a million dollar contract or or two million, okay. whatever it is. He's going to pay get, him five million to five to ten million next year. Great, it, it's closer possible. to ten the way he's playing. Okay, isn't Eric Schaefer a cap genius? Let him do his work. What? It's well, possible. If he was a genius, possible. then they would have gotten Kirk done two seasons ago. Well, did you see what Kirk's dad said? Yeah. He said he said he was never ever going to sign. That doesn't sound yeah. like, and that's not very encouraging, right? So that's not very encouraging. So let let's leave it there. I'm 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 exhausted. I'm, I'm crushed by the stupid wizards who can't string wins together for some reason. It's the second night in a row that they've had to climb out of a hole. They didn't they didn't pull out the W tonight. Um, but the NBA is fantastic, and I, I wish, I wish there was a way for me to get Steve in particular more excited about it because me and him grew up watching so much NBA basketball, and now he's basically just convinced that it's, it's quote unquote or hair, it's it's rigged and it's always going to be the same two teams. It's really not. 
I mean, I, I love the NBA. It's it's super exciting. I, I just the Wizards will and, get healthy. They'll get hot. They'll be okay. Um, you know, this is their longest. This is their long the second longest road trip that they're going to have all season. Uh, they've already gone through their longest, so there's a lot down the stretch. There'll be a lot of home games for them to get healthy and and really pad their stats. So uh, I'm still encouraged overall. They got to get healthy, but the, the the East is a complete mess. So. I still think they're a, they're a high. I, th- I still think they're a top four team, top three team. Um, but it looks it's it's very clear that Kyrie has got uh, an axe to grind, and he is he is going to carry the Celtics moving forward. Yep, and John Wall is a good player. The Wizards is a good organization. So if you're a, a sports fan out there and you're not from and you're from DC and you're not behind the Wizards, honestly, the Wizards are the one franchise that you should get behind in this town. They do everything right. I mean, for the most part, of course they except have, er, except except Ernie. yeah except, except Ernie. Ernie. Except but, Ernie. but but Maybe. Ernie's Ernie's blunt, uh, blemishes are are a fraction of what Bruce Allen or Goose Allen has. <laughs> I mean, Ernie's not out there demanding that the Wizards wear all blue uniforms tomorrow. Yeah, he's also not out there saying that the big uh, the big turd streak down the middle of FedEx Field was a quote unquote non-issue, or telling Tony Wiley to tell everybody it was a non-issue. Half the field. More than half the field looks like crap, and everyone, oh, it's a non-issue. So, yeah. You, you know what the, what the issue is there? They keep trying to resod the field. So they're putting on new sod. And anyway, like, I have the, the worst grass in the neighborhood. I don't resod it, but my grass doesn't have different. It's Maryland. It's, There's no grass grown in Maryland. Just put turf down yeah, like everybody else. Although but I read, Pittsburgh, I read Pittsburgh has Ravens. a better field, and look where they are. Well, the Ravens switched to turf and then switched back to grass. I, I don't understand. I, I just I know that the it needs Ravens to look better. Grass. I think you got to get. When it looks like that, I think you got to get all your media interns and salespeople out there with some uh, spray paint cans for a Thanksgiving night game. You got to go out there and spray the field. You got to do something because that just looked that looked pathetic. But once yeah. upon a time, someone tried to shine the basketball court and used uh, what was it? Minwax, baby. <laughs> it was closer to an yeah. ice ring by the time we were done. But anyway, all I'm right. done. Are you done? I'm done. I am done. Thank go you. Redskins. Go Wizards. Go Caps. There's no Nats to cheer for right now. No, Thank no you, Nats. everybody that was in and out of the, the simulcast. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the encouragement for LP. My name is Joe. Have a great night. Look for this on uh, iTunes and DT and you know, Podbean probably tomorrow morning because I'm pretty tired. I don't want to clean this up right now. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our partners uh, at Heroes Media Group for hanging with us and, and opening doors at um, and continuing to opening opening continuing to open doors for us we really appreciate it it's pushing 11 o'clock here i'm getting a little tired final thoughts i already said my final thoughts go whiz go caps go nets wait now i'm getting